1: D'Amico, Ryan's. You mentioned people uh, picking your brain and seeing, seeing, uh, seeing what you thought about that. It sounds like that the uh, the steam has picked up significantly here on the interest between both parties and getting something done. I guess just what what are your um, do you, Do you have any sort of timetable or when you think we might might be hearing something here? And what's left to be done to get this stuff to get to get this tied down and get D'Amico to be the head coach of this football team?
0: They've only interviewed him on Zoom. He's going to come to Houston and do an interview, and I think they'll get it wrapped up. As soon as I saw Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, who had interviewed three times and was supposed to come in for an interview, announced he's staying with the Eagles, I knew they told him he was no longer a candidate. Hmm. Just like Dan Quinn, all the Cowboy fans, oh, he wants to come back to the Cowboys. And no, he didn't have any head coaching offers. And so I knew it, and – The thing about D'Amico, and I I interviewed Warren Moon today because he lives on the West Coast. He lives in Seattle, so he watches all the Seahawks games and the 49ers, and he was good talking about D'Amico from a technical standpoint, from what he had seen as a coach, and then, of course, he he spends a lot of time in Houston because his kids, all but one kid are there, and he was talking about knowing how fired up everybody is. I said, kind of like when you were – Unrestricted free agent, nineteen eighty four, and a bunch of teams, including the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Oilers, the Seahawks, were pursuing you. It. it got all kind of attention all over the country. Mm-hmm. Then it came down to Seattle and Houston, and when Warren signed the biggest contract in NFL history, are you sitting down, Sean? Five years, five million dollars. Oh my like, god! Oh my god! How
1: is the sport going to survive, John? The Giving Oilers that kind of money are to players.
0: Pay that. And it was a big deal when he signed to play behind Bruce Matthews and Mike Munchak, who had been picked in the first round of the two previous years, and all three of them are in the Hall of Fame. And and but this one, of course, because of social media and talk shows, it's even bigger. And so my lead on my column that I'm writing for Gallery Sports is that this will be the biggest decision in McNair, the best decision the McNair family has made since Bob McNair spent seven hundred million to bring the nfl back to houston and one reason you don't drag it out assistant coaches there's a lot of them out there D'Amico's already talked to him in interview about who he wants to hire at what position on both sides of the ball he plays a four three that'll fit right in with what casario's been doing for Levy smith's defense the last two years and but you that's why it's tough to be with hire a guy who wins or loses the super bowl because so many of the coaches already have jobs. And uh, so I expect they get it done this week. They announce it. And then D'Amico, first thing he'll do is he's got – I'd be surprised if he's not already calling coaches. No, he wouldn't do that. That would be against the league. Really. That's nobody tampering, John. Rules. For some, you know, yeah. like
1: it, it breaks the rules. You can't oh, break the yeah, rules. Oh, yeah, nobody would do that. So yeah. I
0: think Houston fans are going to be pumped. also talked to Moon who told me he's followed Bryce Young since he was in high school in LA and what he thinks about him and CJ Stroud. So I'll be writing I'll be writing that uh right after we get D'Amico settled. John, not to spoil your column, does Warren Moon like both of those quarterback prospects? Yeah, he said he knows more. He he said he he really, really got behind Stroud when he watched him in the Rose Bowl hmm. against Washington when he threw like six touchdown passes uh and they spit in the jig, but I had like 300 something yards, and he was incredible. He said, The guy can throw the ball, he doesn't have weaknesses. And he says that the only thing, and of course, this is nothing we don't know, that everybody talks about, and he can't wait till the combine to see how much young weighs and how tall he is. Mm-hmm. And he thinks by then he will have eaten enough. To be at least 200 pounds, because I don't think there's been a quarterback taken in the first round less than 200. And he says no matter how much you love him, because of his size, meaning his how thin he is, that you got to worry can he stand up to a 17 game season and you hope know, playoffs. But uh, he like he really loves Bryce Young just like we do.
1: Yeah, well, and if it's D'Amico and Bryce Young, there's an Alabama connection there too. So there's there is that. Um, John, I guess if as far as D'Amico goes if we can divorce ourselves for a second of just the fact that he's beloved here because he played here because of what a great guy he is. You obviously know him. You know him personally very closely. If we can divorce ourselves of all that, you've watched all these coaching cycles and all these different, different, Candidates through the years, you know, go through the ringer, and how it winds up is not always the same as how they're looked going in. Obviously, not all these coaches are going to survive. But as far as if we're grading them at the prospect level before they before they've coached a game, just the level of prospect that they are to be a head coach, what would you what What kind of prospect is D'Amico Ryan's? Is he like a five star coaching prospect? Is he considered a primo coaching prospect? He's the hottest defense.
0: He's the hottest assistant coach. In the NFL this year, because he's done a great job, NFC Championship game two years in a row as a coordinator, replacing Robert Sala. How much John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and others in that organization think of him. And uh, you never know when a guy's never been a head coach and he has as little experience as a a coach as he does. I I wrote a column uh, this week with Kyle Shanahan talking about him from a technical standpoint, being a leader and everything. And he would he would unite the fan base. I, you know, people want Kubiak was big. Gary had a lot of Super Bowl rings when he was hired. And he came from Denver, a big time team. And he came home to Houston. And the news conference was so big they had it at the Moody Center downtown. It was mm-hmm. packed with family, friends, and fans and and uh D'Amico has a lot of ties to Houston. But when it comes to to him, if he he would have could have interviewed in in Indianapolis and he could have interviewed in Arizona and Denver. And I wrote this also in a column. The Texans didn't want to get in a bidding war uh, against the Walmart money. The Broncos new owners who have 60 billion um, and the Broncos last week were thinking they had the best shot to get him and then i think word started getting back to them maybe from his agent jimmy sexton that that he was uh, there's a good chance he was leaning to houston it's his dream job you know the fact that he got married in houston pearland i think actually they've got a he and his wife established a home for wayward kids i think in angleton during a pandemic and uh, they're building a house in Houston. It's just such a natural fit, Sean. It fits like a glove. But if he doesn't go out and hire good coaches, if he doesn't hire go <laughs> we know what can happen if you don't have a good play caller and an offensive coordinator. And hopefully he won't just hire his friends. He'll go out and hire legitimate assistant coaches. Money's not going to be a factor. I don't think money is a factor with D'Amico. He's got a great agent, Jimmy Sexton, but... If he wanted to sit there and hold out and squeeze the Walmart money out of Denver, he probably could have done it, but he, he wants this job. You know, this is his dream job and
1: the Texans want him. It's just, it's just such a natural. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Denver, you know, too, John, I admire Look, he probably could have at least entertained Denver to try to get some leverage and squeeze maybe a little more out of the Texans. And the fact that, at least it doesn't appear that he's done that. We don't know what the final numbers look like for the contract, but that that this is, is – it's starting to kind of uh, – reading the tea leaves look like, hey, th- once he had a chance to to do this Zoom with the McNairs and with Casario, he, it confirmed what he was hoping he'd feel about this job and that it's the right job. Because as you point out, he's not doing second interviews with the uh, – I, did he even do first interviews with the Colts and the Cardinals? I, I they, No, he canceled okay.
0: them because they, they were all Zooms last
1: week. Okay, that's right. He canceled yeah. them because they had to get ready I mean, for the, the playoffs. Yeah, the week before, he said
0: it was because of that, but he didn't reschedule.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was very telling. That's why people thought it came down to Houston or Denver. People in Denver were getting kind of cocky about yes. it. Like, we can get whoever we want. Yep. And if it had been any other candidate picking between those two, one team sells out every game, another couldn't give away tickets, the other one's got tradition, this one doesn't. The other one has a fabulous uh, practice facility, this one doesn't. And it, it, But it's the fact that he wants to come back to his second home. When he was out of football for a year, he was living in Houston and sometime coaching high school football, including going back to his high school in Bessemer, Alabama. When Kyle Shanahan called him about somebody else, and they started talking, and Kyle said, "Well, have you have you thought about getting into coaching at at, uh, at a higher level?" And he said, "Well, I kind of like coaching this year." And he, Kyle hired him. Turned out to be a great move, and hopefully. It'll end up being a great move for the Texans. Can you imagine, Sean? What if it fell apart at the last minute? And <laughs> they ended up hiring somebody like, say, Mike Kafka. You talk about a buzzkill?
1: Oh, my oh, God. My goodness. Okay, yeah, God, whoever it is, God bless that person. <laughs> <laughs> if it were to fall apart,
0: kind of like Nick Zariani. They didn't want him in Philadelphia. Now, of course, they're ready to erect a statue if they win. He's the
1: talk of the town.